Hello, and welcome to another soul-sucking episode <laughs> of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, Tiny Habits Certified Coach. Wow. Uh, All-around great gal. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, girl Friday. I would certify that you're an all-around great gal, too. Yeah, so I think you're certified in two things. Thanks. Uh, I've lost about 145 pounds, yeah. and I am uh, half of the crime-fighting duo that is uh, We Only Look Thin. Yes, we fight the crime that is the all-or-nothing attitude in society. <laughs> yeah, you know, I someone the other day was like, well, I need to, you know, work out for... X number of minutes, but I know that my all or nothing attitude will get me to do none. I was like, you've already said what your problem is. <laughs> but I do that too. Yeah. The, the real the real problem is us. Uh so Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, half the battle is recognizing when you're doing it. The other half is not doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, there there's a lot of that going around. And uh speaking of things that are going around, uh we're gonna get spooky. It's a few months away from, uh, yeah. from Halloween. Usually we like to talk about the macabre. Yes, uh, uh we, we're going to talk about Hwampiers. Hwampiers. <laughs> I was about to say corn on the macabre, but oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, so. <laughs> I, I like it, though. But yes, it's, we're uh, going to talk about the creatures of the night. It's making me hungry. Yeah, creatures of the night or creatures of the day or creatures of all of it. Yep, there are many creatures. So uh, we are going to do a, this is part one, actually, of a mm. two-part episode about energy vampires. <laughs> and uh, we that found- That is not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Sorry. it was great. It was wow. great. I'm gonna um I'm just gonna play that over and over again during what? the episode. Um I've I've created one of those soundboards that you hear on wacky morning radio shows. So anytime like anything comes up now, it's gonna be you going mwaha. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So uh we found a great article on healthline.com about energy vampires, uh written by Kimberly Holland. Um and we are going to talk about energy vampires and uh, what they do and how to recognize them and uh, eventually give some advice on what to do about the energy vampires in your life. And why are we talking about this, Catherine? Because everything relates to eating food. Oh, yeah. That's why. See, we this is going to go on forever, just like a vampire's life. They just, well, actually, their death or whatever it is, their, yeah. their non-mortal state. I don't yeah. know what vampires are. Yeah, yeah, no one. <laughs> does <laughs> but there's a super there's been literally no fiction written about no vampires. not at all no yes everything is about food and <laughs> overeating and energy vampires as we will define shortly um drain your energy uh as as is implied by the name and your your emotional bandwidth yeah. and this oftentimes leads to then emotionally eating for comfort uh at least it certainly does or did and does for me um and also, um, because setting boundaries, you know, when people talk about losing weight, oftentimes, most of the time, it's just sort of like, what, what should I eat? And what exercise should I do? Like one, what magical like exercise and recipe plan should I go on to lose the weight? And people just want this sort of step by step paint by numbers. 
And they don't talk about all of the other things that go along with successfully hitting and maintaining a goal weight. And one of the things that Catherine and I have learned is that setting boundaries has been huge in achieving our weight loss and fitness goals. And so that's why we are bringing this up in relationship to weight loss and fitness, because setting boundaries with these people in your life can be huge in actually um, managing to achieve the goals that you have in mind for yourself. A hundred percent, because when we get over-involved in other people's circumstances, in their drama, it can leave us with no energy to go for a five-minute walk or even think about meal planning. And so for me, I know I spent decades like diving into every drama around me, whether it was at yeah. work or family. And I felt like I didn't have a choice in it. I felt like, well, I'm the fixer. I'm the one that people rely on. People feel comfortable coming to me with all of their problems. And it all it did was allow me to avoid taking care of myself. So uh, like Donald said, we're going to give you some examples of what roles of energy vampires play in your life, what to look for, and how to set specific boundaries around these vampires in your life. Absolutely. So what is an energy vampire and uh, I will turn to uh, to Kimberly Holland's description um, energy vampires are people who sometimes intentionally drain your emotional energy they feed on your willingness to listen and care for them leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed oh my gosh when I saw this article I there's people started popping into my head uh, some family members and some work colleagues that just go out of their way to uh, to feed on my life source yeah for sure and you know it in case you're not aware there is a uh, there's a show on FX um, all about vampires uh, called what we do in the shadows it is uh, it is laden with uh, curse words for those of you who might not enjoy curse words uh, <laughs> but for those of you who do enjoy curse words it is laden with curse words <laughs> and um, they have you know traditional vampires who drink blood in it but then one of the members of the household is actually an energy vampire and you know you know we use energy vampire in sort of a metaphorical sense to be somebody who's draining your energy but in this case the you know he actually has supernatural ability to feed off of your emotional energy whether it's telling super boring stories that go nowhere (laughs) or just getting into the minutiae of his job title like it is hilarious it's it's funny because it's not me but it also is uh, it felt like a personal attack on uh, on things in in actual three-dimensional life yeah definitely not the the sort of you know, traditional, cool, like dressed in Victorian garb, kind of. You <laughs> yeah, know, not or, that Anne Rice, <laughs> or even like you know the Lost Boys style uh, vampire that uh, that you know I lo- thought was super cool when I was fifteen. You know, it uh, it is definitely not that. It's you know more of like he's like an office worker who bores you to death. <laughs> oh my gosh, just wearing beige, lots of beige, but but the article goes on to say it almost reads like one of those like uh, you know like super 1950s like you could have one living right next door to you and not even know right exactly. they could be your spouse or your best friend they can be your cubicle mate or your neighbor but here's one thing that the article didn't address that i'm just gonna throw out there Uh oh okay and it's hard because like if you know how we say like look in the mirror vampires don't show up in the mirror do they? oh no did you know that energy vampires might be your own self it might be you if you don't know an energy vampire it's maybe you're the energy vampire in, i know in the life. When, I, I don't work for this company anymore so i can say it uh, when the 
Office came out, which is also another mockumentary documentary thing like right. uh, What We Do in the Shadows. My boss was like, man, can you imagine Michael, like, Michael Scott? Like, haha, that's so funny. Like, who would be like that? And everybody in the office was just <laughs> blinking quietly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can blink quietly, but we were just like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely not you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, because your boss was Michael Scott. Exactly. But here's the thing. We like to distract ourselves with drama so that we say that we don't have enough time to focus on other things, which is is something that I did for, like I said, decades. So this is a personal attack. It is uh, it is also an opportunity to look at the vampires in your life. I'm just wondering, it says here that they can be your spouse or your best friend. What if your spouse is your best friend? Aw, hearts. Uh, heart. We're actually almost at our 24th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. 24, 24 years. I'm just going to start saying hearts. <laughs> I don't know. That's my new thing. We've been married for 17 happy years. 24, 24 total, total, but yeah. 17 of them were waka, happy. Waka, waka. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that uh, we've sort of already mentioned is, but learning to identify and respond to the toxic behavior of energy vampires in your life uh, is a way to protect yourself. And the article actually talks about there being not just emotional consequences, but physical consequences. And the physical consequences that we are generally focusing on are your, you know, it leading to you overeating or not having time to engage in your exercise. But the article actually has some links to, you know, this kind of stress leading to possible heart disease Yikes. issues and things like that. So, Which is funny because it's like a vampire, so it's like his heart stuff. Oh, yeah. See, you know, super funny. Exactly. But, you know, it must be nice to just be a normal vampire because if you get some garlic and, and you don't invite them into your house, then it's fine. But energy vampires, they can go wherever they want, day or night. It's a 24-hour problem. It is. It definitely is. So uh, so we're going to go through their the article listed 10 attributes to an energy vampire. So in this episode, we're going to go through the first five. Next episode, we're going to do the next five. And then we're going to give you some solutions of how to manage the energy vampires. We we might pepper in a little bit of solution in this episode. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what we're going to we'll say? I look forward to seeing what we do. So I'm going to go uh, and, and start with the first one. So uh, the first one is they do not take accountability. Uh-oh. They are victims of circumstance. Uh, I'm looking at myself in the mirror now, but casting no reflection because I'm an energy vampire. Um, <laughs> they're often very charismatic. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> so they may slink out of trouble when problems arise because of this charm. They're very sympathetic. They are uh, They are attractive creatures. I, I make them sound like they have fangs, but they don't. They're usually just wearing normal clothes. Exactly. Um, they're crafty and may pin problems on someone else in almost every situation. It's my fan. Family. It's my job. It's my dog. It's the neighbors. Everything always happens to me. It's the weather. If only the weather was in my way, then everything would be fine. Yeah. The example from the article is, you know, I... I I can't believe nobody could get this right. What an embarrassment. And I just sat there. He kept getting angry at me, and I still don't know what I did. You know, it's sort of like, you know... I was one of the people there, but nobody could get it right, you know, sort of absolving yourself from any responsibility yeah. of doing anything or, you know, hey, he just kept getting angry at me, you know, absolving yourself of uh, of any responsibility in creating that anger. Yeah, no, I have. And we'll talk about this later, too. But I have a family member who just always makes it like it, everybody else is the problem and it's not me. And maybe they think that. 
the reverse is true that I'm the energy vampire and they're not. But, you know, that's that's what you do. You're somebody's energy vampire. If anyone listening to this, if you think I'm your energy vampire, feel free to cut me out of your life. <laughs> it's fine. We have too many connections. Too, too many people to, to talk to and see all the Ooh, time. What a relief. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's the next one? Um, the next one is they're always involved in some kind of drama. And I think we all know people like this. Um, they're always in the middle of some catastrophe, flailing from target to target. Uh, and then, you know, they always have emotional and dramatic uh, behavior. And when they've landed on you, they're trying to get you to absorb their drama and fix and write the ship. And the article gives examples of why am I always the one that he gets, everyone gets mad at. I don't deserve this. Yeah. And I just can't take this anymore. I didn't do anything to Ellen. Ellen. Friggin' <laughs> Ellen. But she stopped talking to me. Why can't everyone be as kind as you are? Yeah, you're still around. And, and, and again, it's sort of that not being self-aware enough. Or, or you know, I guess to a certain extent, maybe these people are self-aware enough to know that they're causing all of this drama. Um, but I'd like to think they, they don't but still expecting you then to help them solve their issues of like, why is everyone else being so terrible to me? It's not my fault. And that's the thing too, when you're the nice one, like I'm an obliger, so I always want to be there for other people. I want to, you know, be there. And when people go like, well, you're the only one I can talk to about this. I know I fall into that. Like, why am I the one who's like, if I'm the only one left standing, there's probably a problem. Exactly. So the next one is they always want to one-up you. The, yeah. You've got a problem? Oh, well, I've got it worse. So the article says an energy vampire never likes to be outdone, and they aren't keen in sharing the spotlight. This is one of the many narcissistic tendencies. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Years ago, um, this is a little bit of a tangent, but years ago there was a commercial uh, about this. Uh, it showed a woman dating various men, and it was – I forget what the commercial was for – but it was uh, one of the men she was dating was the one upper, and the guy oh, yeah. the guy says, "You think this is good salsa? You've obviously never been to Ecuador." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious and has stuck with me all these years. But it it's sort of that that similar thing. Yeah. No. So they struggle to feel genuine happiness for another person. This was a really big one for me back in the day. Like, oh, must be nice to be able to do whatever. Like, oh, so I know that's not one upping, but so another thing is they struggle to feel genuine happiness for another person instead they prefer to pull energy and feed on their emotional demands so the examples they give wow that's really good news Uh, you know i actually applied for a new job today and i need some help with my own resume do you mind looking it over so instead of letting someone have their moment yeah you're re-channeling them to focus on you instead of them yeah and the other one which i actually feel like i run into all Uh, the time is people saying i'm so proud of you only three more certificates it's for you to catch up with me yeah like they can't just let you be happy with your achievement it has they have to point out that they you know did something better than you or have done it more times than you or have you know you still have a ways to go to be as good at them at it yeah exactly the next example of an energy vampire what they do is they diminish your problems and play up their own so when you are feeling sad or emotionally drained they try and make it even worse or or turn it around to make it look like their situation is even worse than yours in in their example so 
they would say something like, well, I know your job doesn't pay well, but at least your job is fun. You have to help me find a new one. So you're already upset that your job is low paying and you go to this person and bring them that problem and they turn it around and make it about them and their job not being fun. And another example they give here is you're super swamped at work and I get it, but really, I really, really need to talk to you tonight about the issue with Mark. So it's like you want to talk about your problems. And again, their problems are bigger and more urgent and more important. And so they turn it around and make it about them. Well, and I think, too, part of this, you know, and how it plays into weight loss is, say, for example, you had planned to go to a yoga class or go for a walk or something like that. Because for me, going on a walk is restorative. It builds up my energy. I get to see nature. Yeah. But they've got to talk to you right now about this drama. And then your walk ends up being a, you know, complain fest instead of a restorative walk. And then you feel exhausted and then you feel like you don't have time. And so many people insert themselves in your life. And this is something that you play into too. Like, and we'll, we'll talk about the solutions later is that it's a pattern of behavior. You're always the one answering the phone. You're always the one who's available to gab or to, you know, hear about the problem. And a lot of times it's done on purpose. Like I, I had a colleague who would complain about her boyfriend. For years, literally years, and never actually wanted a solution. But I kept coming to the to it every time, like, well, have you tried this? Have you done that? Have you done that? Yeah. And she never actually wanted to fix it. But here I was putting in this energy of like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. But all it did was distract me, one from my work, two from my own, you know, goals and potential achievements, and it made me want to eat about it because it would just be so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, in in fairness, almost everything made me want to eat about yeah. it. But um <laughs> I you know, being in these types of relationships with other people, you know, I just I you know, we've talked done episodes where we've talked about how we only have a certain amount of energy. We did an episode about, about spoons. Um, yeah. and you know, in order to, um, to visualize how much energy a person has, it was, it was invented and I'm getting off on a whole thing, I guess, but it was invented as a way to visualize how much energy a person with a, um, energy sapping disease has. And, you know, but it applies to to all of us in, to a certain extent. Like we only have so much energy in the world, and when that energy gets drained, we start making poor decisions, and we start looking for comfort wherever we can. And for me, that oftentimes would be food. Like I would just need that you know very quick emotional boost that eating a delicious you know treat would give me. And instead of dealing with it, you know, actually dealing with the root of the problem and, you know, getting rid of the the source of the issue in the first place. Yeah, for sure. No, it, you know, it goes all the way to the top. And you know, something with, that we didn't actually mention at the beginning with the different energy vampires is that the news media can also be an energy vampire. Yeah. Just doom scrolling and getting, you know, bad news after bad news can really drain our energy. But we feel like this, there's a conflict between wanting to be informed and wanting to stay sane ourselves. But we just like, oh, you know what? I'll just 
click on the comments section and see what happens. Yeah. Nothing good is in yeah, the comments section. Yeah, don't click section. on comments for sure. And there are people who are energy vampires on the internet who just want to stir things up and make it negative. So I guess that's a whole other thing. And you really bring up a great point, which I, I had never thought about before because I made a conscious decision. I used to be a news junkie. Like I used to think that it was my responsibility as a citizen of the world to be as informed as possible. And so I would consume news, news, news. And I found at a certain point in my life that it was just making me, I was upset and angry all the yeah. time about all of these issues that I really couldn't do anything about. I mean, they were they were beyond my control. And it was just, I was just getting angry just because I was angry. And so I really backed away from all of it. And I'm much less well-informed than I used to be. And there are, you know, probably people who would look down their nose at me for that, but I'm also much happier about about the world not being quite so well informed. Well, and I think too, as part of that, and um, in Walt Place recently, I did a Zoom meeting about toxic empathy, and I, I I don't like the term toxic all that much, but it was about over empathizing and taking on other problems as your own. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to do an episode on sort of how to create boundaries around having healthy empathy and decide what to focus on. Because if we give everyone attention, if we give every news story, every, you know, volunteer opportunity, every, you know, soul sucking person in our life, all of our energy, we're just we're not leaving anything for ourselves. And but we act like a victim in it. So deciding who we want to give our attention to who is worthy of our time and our energy uh, really does matter. But before we get to all that, I'm going to talk about more energy vampires. One more type. We're on number five. Yes. Number five. Number five is they act like a murder. This was me. This was me, my friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't have a cape. I didn't have pointy teeth. But this was me. I acted like a murderer for years. Energy vampires place their problems squarely on the shoulders of other people. They take no responsibility for their contribution to their difficulties. So they are seeking emotional support to boost their self-esteem. Uh, so some examples were, he's always so unreasonable. I do the best I can, but it's never enough. Uh, this day started off bad, and it's just getting worse. Everything around me is crumbling. Yeah. Like, and this was me for so long because I inserted myself in problems of other people and I just felt like a victim of it. And my reward for that was eating about it and just feeling like, well, why does he get to do that? Why do, you know, everybody's life is better than mine. We create our own lives and we can design our lives. And I did not do that for decades. Yeah. And then, you know, people might come to you and be trying to sap your emotional energy. They're looking for you to boost them up. You know, when they come to you and say, oh my goodness, you know, it, uh, why is everybody always picking on me? They're looking for you to try and boost their self-esteem and and use your energy to, yeah. to feed them, to get them back to a level that they feel okay about. It's not like a literal energy exchange, but that that is essentially what they're looking for. They want you to spend your energy building them back up so that they can feel normal again. Well, and I think part of that and relating it back to losing weight is I still see people who maybe have listened to the podcast for years and haven't actually done anything. And I, I mean, I get messages like, well, yeah, but what should I do? You know, I'm like, we have four years of content. Did, like, pick one and go forward. Right. I know that that sounds mean, but it's sort of that like, yeah, but change my mind. Like, 
you know, convince me that it's worth it. And a lot of times when we fall back into those like, well, why even bother? The world is so messed up. Everybody's out to get me. Why should I even bother trying to lose weight? Because this is just, it's just the circumstance that I'm in and everything's terrible anyway. So why bother? And sure, we can go down that path, but what does it get us? And, you know, as we're finishing this, I know we have uh, five more that we're going to get to in the next episode, but we don't want to leave you with the be like, well, there's energy vampires, and I guess I just need to, you know, enrobe myself in garlic. Right. Uh, we're going to give you some homework to do over the next uh, next week before the next episode. Yeah, and one of the things that we'd like you to think about is how are you maybe engaging in this kind of behavior yourself? Maybe you're not, you know, a full-fledged an- energy vampire, but I think a very related behavior that Catherine was just touching upon is that we don't want to actually do the work. So we make up excuses. And what we really are looking for is for other people just to tell us, yes, we're right. There really is nothing you can do to absolve ourselves of responsibility. And I looked for that for years and years and years. And I would say, you know, I don't understand. I eat the same way as other people eat. Or I... (laughs) I, you know, I try so hard and nothing is working and there's just, there's no way I could possibly meal prep or fit in exercise in my life because I'm so busy at work. And I wanted people to just tell me that I was right so that I didn't actually have to do anything. And it turns out that I was very, very, very wrong and that I was able to, to work it into my life. I just didn't want to make it a priority. I just didn't want to do that work. So think about how you might be engaging that behavior in your life. Yeah. And also with the examples that we've given so far, pay attention to the potential energy vampires in your own life. Who around you is sucking out your energy? So just think about it like, oh, well, we always sit in the break room and, you know, and vent and are just annoyed about everything like that's just what we do how is that serving you how are the people around you affecting your energy are the people in your life using any of these tactics yeah and then again what role do you play in enabling this behavior are you always the one who picks up the phone are you always the one who is available to just sit and marinate in other people's problems and how do these relationships make you feel are they driving you to eat, to emotionally, to secret eat, to, you know, uh, not have time to achieve your fitness goals? Um, really think about the relationships in your life that might be driving you in that direction. Yeah. And also, what impact does that relationship have on your long-term goals? Do you feel like these are people you're growing with that are, you know, pushing one another to be your best selves? Or is it keeping you and holding you back? Because a lot of people in our lives don't want us to grow. That is really uncomfortable for them. I know for me, setting boundaries in the last five or six years with family and deciding not to engage in certain drama has been difficult for certain family members and work colleagues to accept because I was always the go-to for complaining. And when you pull away from that, it can change dynamics of relationships. But just pay attention this week to where your energy is going because where our energy goes is where our habits also go. And if you would like to get some, uh, you know, some more in-depth episodes regarding setting boundaries, we have done uh, several of them that I will put in the show notes. But just to list, uh, just to list a few, 
Um, episode uh, 69 was our, our sort of original, we called it Dog the Boundary Hunter, um, our original boundaries episode. Uh, we did another one, episode 95, called Wookin' Panub, about <laughs> look, looking for love and finding food instead. And then we did a series, a three-part uh, deep dive into setting boundaries in your life and how it relates to weight loss and fitness. Episodes 188, 189, and 190. Say yes to the stress. Dr. No, uh, K-N-O-W, and Leaps and Boundaries uh, are those three episodes. And I will link to all of those in the show notes. So uh, now, if you miss us, if you're all caught up in episodes, you can go back and listen to those five. We've <laughs> talked a lot about boundaries, and we, there's apparently more to say. There there definitely is. And and again, you know, I said this at the beginning of the episode, but this is one of those things. I, I, I think that, you know, we focus as a society on you know, doing the right exercises and eating the right foods. And we don't talk enough about mindset, about developing a growth mindset and love languages and boundaries and all of the other things. We've done a lot of episodes about all of that. And, you know, I really think that that, that chunk of it is like 60% of the battle, you yeah. know, whereas doing the exercise and eating the, you know, sticking to a calorie deficit is, is really about 40% of the battle that actually manifest the results, but it's the mindset stuff that allows you to stick to the exercise and the eating plan. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sound so disappointed. (laughs) No, it's annoying when you feel, when you realize like, I've got accountability and all this and I can actually have agency in my own life, I guess. Yes, exactly. Well, and if you would like more agency in your (laughs) life, uh, you can listen to more episodes of this show. Thank you so much for listening to this one. We appreciate each and every one of you. We genuinely do. Um, And all of our episodes are available wherever you found this one and also on our website anytime at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Wolt Place. We only look thin place. It is a Facebook-based accountability group for women where we have accountability, like I just said, which is yeah. one of the things energy vampires I know. hate. It's even scarier than vampires. <laughs> <laughs> the um, scariest thing is accountability. It is. Uh, but we have uh, an amazing support group. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support and fellowship and uh, people doing all their own plans. We've got people on Noom, Weight Watchers, calorie tracking, intermittent fasting, but it's a place for support. We do weekly Zoom meetings. We've got a newsletter, and it's just a place I'm really proud of. So we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Absolutely. And if you'd like to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, if you uh, have some ideas on how to deal with energy vampires, we'd like to hear about that. If you have other episode ideas, if you have uh, questions that you feel like we haven't answered in our 200 plus episodes, uh, we would love to hear those. Give us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have an extra minute and can head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it make us feel good, uh, we're responsible for our own feelings, but it <laughs> make us feel even better. Um, but it also helps others 
find our podcast uh, with algorithms and science and, uh, and zeros and ones. I don't know how it all works, but people find us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, they do. And if you would do us another favor and uh, just tell people about the show, uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows. If you think there's somebody in your life who might benefit from our uh, podcast, let them know about it. So if you're still convinced that wearing a garlic necklace is the only way to keep away energy <laughs> vampires, just remember that Delicious. Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>